Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to Beyond Synth. My name is Andy Last. Welcome to the show. This is my show. This is where I talk to cool people who make cool music. And uh, today is a fun one because I recorded this recently. It was just last weekend. Lamatos was playing a show in Toronto with Computer Magic. And I brought my my trusty recorder. I don't often get to do these on-location shows, right? Most of the time, we're always recording this show over the internet, and so it's always fun to go and chat with people in person. Of course, I've had Lamatos on the show before, but I was just meeting uh, Computer Magic for the first time, and you hear that on the show, which is fun, so it's a nice free-form conversation. We'll be getting to that uh, later in the program. Um, we'll also catch up with Florence. There wasn't much of a theme to today's Florence segment. <laughs> like... You know, sometimes when I talk to people and we go like, oh, we'll just wing it. And then uh, sometimes you get some fun conversation and sometimes you get a segment that's completely uh, nonsensical. And that's uh, what we did today. So how about this? Let's listen to a track, get this show started, and we'll do the stuff. So here's a cool track from Nemix from the album The Planet. And this is Escape to the Deep Space.
And that was Escape to the Deep Space by Nemex. And that's a cool song. And I should remind you, fine people, that Beyond Synth is brought to you by Zencaster. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. It is podcasting software over the internet. It's hard to explain. How do you explain apps that are just web-based because essentially how Zencaster works is if you like record a podcast and you have guests you know in different locations around the world I mean I use Zencaster to record guest interviews on this show and it's really intuitive it's really simple to use you basically just start an account and then you invite people using just your web browser you just send them a link they click on it and then boom you're just in a conversation you hit record and it records everybody who's in the conversation as a separate audio stream uh, it's really convenient it's really cool to use and it's called Zencaster and if you sign up at zencaster.com you can use the promo code beyond synth for 20% off so do it or if you know somebody that has a podcast uh, let them let them know about it and use that promo code man use the promo code and uh, also beyond synth is brought to you by retro revolutions and that's jared he's been a great sponsor for beyond synth and i think you should do the right thing and go check out retro revolutions on youtube jared is an electrician and he does uh, cool things and cool mods with old video game consoles and things like that he just does cool stuff and you dig it if you like retro games and electronics and things. So you can check out uh, Retro Revolutions on YouTube. You can also check them out on Twitter at Retro Faith Games and on Instagram at Retro underscore Revolutions. And that is a cool thing to do. So how about we listen to more music? And this is From Saturday to Sunday by Sun Glitters.
And that was From Saturday to Sunday by Sun Glitters. And that's a neat song. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. Uh, in the $25 Club, there's Clint Dowling, Mike Shima. Hey, it looks like Mike Shima has upgraded his support. Thanks, Mike Shima. And if you watch uh, the episode two of The Real Beyond Synth, which is now on YouTube with my guest, Protector101, you can see my little video shout out. So when we do Real Beyond Synth episodes, that's a YouTube like video version of this show for the people who donate the nice amounts. I uh, make little video thank yous for them, and, uh, and they're fun to do. And so uh, thank you, Mike Shima, for the upgrade. And then there's Joey and Kendra, the lovely couple, Joey and Kendra. They like to listen to Beyond Synth while they file their taxes, because it is tax season, and I got to do my damn taxes. Fuck. God, that's the worst. I still haven't done it. I have a to-do list that is so long that I'm actually thinking about getting a babysitter so that I can work. And I've just done the math, and it's literally like I'm going to have to spend like thousands of dollars a month so that I can work just to get through this fucking list of stuff I have to do, man. It is nuts. You know your brain is fucking frazzled when you're considering paying people so that you can work. And yeah, so I gotta do the damn taxes. So literally I gotta spend more hours not doing what I want to do, but like fucking going through receipts and shit. Then to just give it to someone that I'm going to have to pay to do my taxes, and then they're going to send an envelope back telling me that I now have to pay the government money. Like, that's... <laughs> anyway, thanks, Joey and Kendra. And then there's Gregorio Franco. Listen to the music of Gregorio Franco on Bandcamp. He's a cool guy, and he makes really cool music, and uh, and it's awesome that he supports Beyond Synth, but it's also even more awesome that he makes cool music, and you should go listen to it or die. And then there's Chris Dance. The thing about Chris Dance is he's a cool guy, too. I need some more adjectives. I say cool too much. How about this? Tell me in the uh, in the comments section here what words I should use besides cool. Because I seem to say cool an awful lot, and I should probably stop doing that. And of course, there's uh, Jacob Wick with the 2288, who told me recently that he is a civil engineer, because I was saying, like, I don't know what the hell he does. So he says he spends a lot of time in an office, but occasionally he gets to survey roads or manage construction projects, which means that he is a grown-up. So thank you, Jacob Wick, for doing the important grown-up work while uh, I sit here in front of a microphone. And then there's uh, Frank Skinicki with the 1987 just sitting back in his house of lettuce. That's what Frank does. He lives in a lettuce house because he's a vegetarian. Anyways, uh, l- listen, guys. Let's uh, listen to some more tunes, and then maybe we'll go talk to Florence. And then uh, later in the show, we will uh, catch up with Lamatos and uh, meet Computer Magic. So that, that'll be fun. So, what is a song I have for you, man? All right, how about this one from Nickel Might? Uh, get it? It's like Michael Knight from Knight Rider, but backwards. This is Nickel Might with the song Forget About Your Time. We'll be right back. 
that was Forget About Your Time by Nicole Might. And that is from the album The Interstellar Chronicles. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Hampus ML with the 1332. And the lovely Chris Celia Lane with the 1111. Hi, Chris Celia. Keep it classy, if you know what I mean. I just like to bug Chris Celia because she was posting scandalous photos. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh to do. I'm going to take that photo, Chris Elia, and I'm going to Photoshop a dress on you. All right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no time to do any Photoshopping. Fuck's sakes. I got this list. I'm just looking at this fucking list. And then, of course, there's my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Fraser Davidson, who I can't thank enough because Fraser has been compiling a, a document for me which says every song I've played on Beyond Synth, like organized by artist and episode... And it's uh, really super cool what he's been doing, and it's very helpful. And at some point, I'm going to integrate that information into the more info section of the Beyond Synth podcast so that there's a more sort of detailed uh, track list. But dudes, I am just, uh, I'm very frazzled these days. I'm a frazzled man. And then there's uh, The Patch Bay. Don't forget to check out The Patch Bay. It's a website where you can get uh, patches and synth things for making music and stuff. And then there's Blake Peterson. Ken Giroux, Martin Larby, Hexenwork, and Digital Dreams. Uh, thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. If you want to support Beyond Synth, too, like these cool people, go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth and give me all of your money. Or, as I've been saying for a long time, I need an angel investor. So an angel investor is some rich person that just has a lot of money and just needs to, like, throw it around, you know, maybe for tax reasons or whatever, if they want to be a producer or something. So if you have some wealthy uncle, oil money, an oil baron of some kind, and, you know, they're just sitting on tons of cash, you just go over there and you go like, hey, uncle, fucking whatever, uh, listen, Beyond Synth needs your money, okay, because the host is fucking stupid and needs to hire a babysitter so that he can work, all right? And then Uncle Idiot's gonna be like, Oh, take, take her, take my money, bling, bling, bling. And, I'm, and bling, bling is the sound it makes when you pull money out of a wallet. I wouldn't know, because there's never any money in my wallet. Is that not the sound it makes? <laughs> what do I know? Let's go talk to Florence and uh, keep this show going. We're getting caught up. And we're catching up with Florence. Hi, Florence. Hey, Andy. How's it going? I'm okay. You know, we were just um, talking about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't hit record. We were having like pretty much a standard uh, Florence Andy dialogue. I know. We always. I think we always talk about Star Wars and how you didn't like The Last Jedi. And I, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Like it just came. Like I didn't buy it, and I thought I would. Like because usually I buy them on Blu-ray and. And I just, uh, I, I don't want to give them the money. Because the last time I made a decision like this was uh, the Blu-rays of the original trilogy. Like, that was when I saw the Vader yelling no before he tossed the Emperor in. Like, that literally was the thing that made me go, nope, I'm not buying it. And yeah, so, and then the rock in front of R2-D2. Well, there's, 
there's worse things in that rock. I mean, like there, it's Vader yelling no was for me like the thing, like that. Just, oh yeah, it was like fuck you. So I actually just always watch the despecialized versions now. Like that's how I consume Star Wars. So yeah, it's the best way to do it. Shout out to fucking that nerd harmy or whatever the hell his name was who who put that together but yeah what i was telling you is what i found funny is like because i'm i'm watching these clips of uh last jedi on youtube and it's like universally negative comments it's really astounding and 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 you know like i was saying before like i don't know how representative that is of the general population because obviously I, i know people who liked the movie but uh, it's weird. Like, I came off of a weekend of negativity. Like, my friend, one of my oldest childhood friends, who's a huge Star Wars nerd, um, he's loves Star Wars. He's bought, like, thousands of dollars of, like, the old figures and stuff. And, and he's always going off about the novels that followed the original trilogy. So I guess there was a series of novels where, like, Han and... and Chewie get like stuck on Kessel and they're forced in the mines and then then they oh they, that's like, um uh that's the Jedi Academy trilogy those are some good books yeah so he's yeah. he's pissed off because like he grew up reading those novels and so like he's just like why couldn't they make those like why like why See, weren't okay. those the things that they here's made? my thing about about that because I I was I read a bunch of those novels too including that those I think that was a trilogy and I loved those books actually my favorite trilogy of novels was the Han Solo trilogy which is getting like thrown in the garbage coming in May because of the Han Solo movie but um, my thing about that is. First of all, if since they got rid of all the novels and now they're known as legends, the thing is that like if they made those books, they would be adaptations. And Star Wars movies have never been adaptations. Right. Right? So there's that. And people would just complain that they wouldn't be exactly how the books are. That's true. So that's, that's one. True. That's true. Two, we get a new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone hated Last Jedi, but we still get a new Star Wars story. So, you know, I was sad at first, but then I was okay with it. And I understand their reasoning why they did it. I think it's just weird because the the feeling that I have now is there's a lot of justifications happening for the decisions they made in the film and Mm -hmm. I don't buy them. Like, I think that's the problem I'm having where it's like, I don't know why you have to like make Luke shitty just to big up the new characters. Like, because I, I feel like that's like the decision that was made. It's sort of like, well, you know, it's it's not their trilogy anymore. It's the new characters. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. And the, the thing is, like, justifying it also isn't going to make the people who didn't like it like it. No. And, and also, too, you know c- right? c- it's the same thing that happened. Well, a similar thing that happened with the female Ghostbusters movie, <laughs> because I had listened to a lot of people. And that is like an objectively dumb film. But I listened to people who like their defense of the film was to say, that well the old one wasn't that good either what like a shitty movie comes out and then it's like well you're all wrong because you only like this because of nostalgia or because of whatever it's literally i heard people make that argument that's just like well the old one wasn't that good like take off your rose tinted glasses or whatever i'm like that's your defense is like this movie's shitty but it's okay because the other one was shitty too like how is that a defense It drove me nuts. Like, I, that literally happened. But Oh, my God. So That's ridiculous. With the new Star Wars, like, some of the defense of it, it's a little 
frustrating because they'll they'll say things like, well, well, I mean, like Luke was technically always kind of this loser, and he kind of was. I mean, like Luke consistently sort of failed in the original trilogy, but he was still he was still a good guy. You know, a lot of stuff bad happened, but ultimately it led to you know good things going on. And then just in this movie, just how depressing he is as a character. It just I know like there's sentences in the movie that are supposed to justify this stuff. Like, oh, you think I'm gonna come and save the day with a laser sword? And I feel like sentences like that are there to make people feel stupid for caring. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when Wolverine in the first X-Men movie made a joke about the outfits because they're all wearing black leather and it's just like, what would you rather have, like yellow spandex? (laughs) And I'm in the audience going like, yes, I would like to have comic book accurate (laughs) costumes. Why why is that a joke? Why, Why am I the subject of the joke here? Because I want a faithful adaptation. Like, how is that fair? It's like you're making fun <laughs> of the audience and going like, this decision's better, but everyone in black leather? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that better? All that does is totally date your movie as being from the late 90s. Yeah. Because like literally like <laughs> everything in the late 90s, like the coolest thing ever was put people in black leather all the time. <laughs> With Star Wars, I feel like it's the same thing. It's just like, you know, oh, you were expecting to have, like, a lot of fun? Nope, not this time, idiot. You know, like, you're stupid for caring about Luke. You know, he was always a fuck-up. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean he can't do something really awesome now as an old man. Or, I mean, like, the end was interesting. I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I just don't like that. They, they shouldn't have killed him. I'm sorry, I, I fucking hate that they killed him, man. Yeah. They shouldn't have done it in that way. I, they shouldn't have done it in that way. That's all. Yeah, exactly. He should. They shouldn't have killed him in the second movie, too. Come on, because like Luke, he was the main character of the original trilogy. So come on, he should have a little bit of a better send off. The problem now is, and especially with Carrie Fisher's death. The whole thing is a mess in terms of how the original characters were handled, and and, and I know it's it's hard because Carrie Fisher died. And that's really tough because, you know, obviously she would have been in the third movie and that would have been the bridge to Kylo's character. But now it's like, I don't care because I'm like, who? There's no original characters for me to care about going forward. And that's why I was invested in these movies to begin with. And so it's like, Han's dead. We don't get to see anyone fucking react to his death other than some slow motion shot of carrie fisher sitting down (laughs) then we don't even get to see luke's reaction to han's death right because they cut it out of the movie so you just see him go like where's han and then like they don't see you don't get to see his reaction then you get this kind of scene where he says goodbye to leia but he's not even really there Mm -hmm. so there's kind of that nut closure there and now that she's dead in real life there's going to be no scene where she has closure with Kylo. Yep. So it's like full of all these old characters who don't have any fucking closure. And it's like, honestly, if they all just had big parts in The Force Awakens and they all fucking died in the Millennium Falcon, I would have been happier than what's happened. <laughs> like, if they just went out, all three of them in the fucking ship, all of them, and they just fucking <laughs> flew into the center of the thing and blew up as sacrifice and they just killed all the original characters in one go at least it would have had like the emotional payoff of like, hey, they were all together. And now it's like there's... Yeah. My, my buddy had an interesting idea and I, I was thinking about it because like, obviously, if they killed Carrie Fisher in the scene where the ship blew up, then you wouldn't have the scene where Luke said goodbye to her. So that's a problem in the editing. I can imagine them sitting down going, we could kill her now in this scene, like rewrite the movie so she dies in that ship explosion. Right. But then she won't have 
that scene with with Luke, mm-hmm. and I could see that being maybe it's important that we keep this in here. Right. But then he thought maybe there is a way they could have made it where instead of Luke doing the sacrifice, Leia is like waiting for Kylo in the cave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just sitting in a chair. Yeah. And then she has almost like a dialogue free thing with Kylo, where like she she allows everyone to escape, and then she fucking pulls out a thermal detonator and <laughs> fucking and it's got to be the same one as in Return of the Jedi and fucking blows herself up to try and take out Kylo but it doesn't work or something but it gives everybody mm-hmm. a chance to escape yeah because it's going to be really disappointing to have her be dead in the opening crawl of the next film and that's exactly well, what's going to happen I also read somewhere that there's a rumor that they're going to have Meryl Streep replace her what? <laughs> I know well that's not going to happen <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, no. Here, let's hold on. Let's listen to a song, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking here. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, here's a track by Alex from the album X, and uh, this one's called Magic Word.
And that was Magic Word by Alex. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Power Loader, Trevor Resnick, Polly Digital, Elias Garnier, Murat, Playmaker Media, Ashley Keegan, Greg Smith, Slunks, fucking Slunks, Willow Winfield, and Colin Bennett. Uh, thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And uh, I'm back here with Florence, who just saw a rumor that Meryl Streep is going to be Leia. <laughs> It would be awful. Just like, having anybody play anybody different in Star Wars, that like they can't recast people. That's going to be the hardest thing to accept of this Han Solo film. Oh yeah, because yeah, exactly, he just doesn't look like him at all, and mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think everyone else seems fine. Like there's certain casting where you're like, yeah, Donald Glover as Lando is like everyone was fine with that from the start. Yeah, just everyone's like, yeah. definitely okay with that. But it's just, you know. Whatever. I, I'm excited for Avengers. That'll be cool. <laughs> but how are they going to put all of the Avengers superheroes in one movie? Well, they're not all going to be in it. That's why, because you didn't, you didn't see some of them in the trailer, right? Like, you didn't see Ant-Man and you didn't see Hawkeye, because they're probably not actually in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the idea is, I mean, knowing absolutely nothing, that this was originally supposed to be two films. So there is a possibility that the second movie might overlap timeline so like you don't see hawkeye and ant-man in this one but like they were technically fighting simultaneously but like you don't see some of their stuff until like the next film or whatever okay but i hope i just hope they kill some people off they've made like fucking 40 movies now and like none of the main characters have died and like they they need to they need to do some serious like culling you're right in the the avengers movies i think like disney is like really beating the dead horse with the marvel universe and like i'm not a huge marvel fan i've seen most of the marvel movies and it's just like for me it's getting a little boring I do enjoy superhero films mm-hmm. I love like I, I like what Marvel's done I think it's really neat mm-hmm. but at the same time very few of them are like you know my favorite superhero movies right yeah, like totally. regardless of when people complain about how like Warner Brothers fucked up DC there's still some great Batman movies that are just great films like some like the Christopher Nolan ones that you know like there's they're just great movies and I still I still like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, the first two. I don't know, like with the Marvel movies, I think the problem is that since they're so interconnected, it's hard for me to appreciate them as individual films anymore. True. And I think that they need to they need to kill all the most powerful ones. And they need to do it soon so that they can kind of do like a soft reboot of the franchise. Like because you do you just have that problem where you're always wondering why when you're watching an individual movie like with Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. it wasn't a problem because they were on a different planet so I'm not going like where's Iron Man but anytime something happens on Earth <laughs> you're just like why aren't all the Avengers assembling all the time yeah. to stop this and help each other and so I think they have to remove the most powerful characters to stop that from being an issue because like like if Ant-Man is off having an adventure I'm not going to wonder why Spider-Man isn't helping him <laughs> But I am going to wonder, like, especially if it's a world-threatening problem, I'm going to wonder why Iron Man doesn't show up, right? Because he's got sensors all over the place, and he can fly it anywhere, like, in seconds. So it's like, why isn't he here? <laughs> you know, why isn't Captain America pitching in if this is a world-threatening problem, right? So I, they just got to get rid of some of those dudes. And now Doctor Strange is a little bit of a problem, too, because... Yeah, he just... He can go anywhere in seconds, yeah, too. Yeah, so they got to 
sense. Yeah, he's got to go to another dimension and be trapped there or something for a while. Because I I wouldn't mind some fun, like, Spider-Man films, like, where he gets to fight some fun villains that we haven't seen. And I'm just... But I'm always going to be wondering where, you know, the superpower people are. But, uh... Right. Anyway, that's all. Look, listen, I, I just talked way too long. What have you been up to? You've been playing some shows. Yeah. Yeah, I played a show at the Whiskey A Go Go last weekend. So were you doing a Glitbiter show or were you singing for someone? I was doing a Glitbiter show. Ooh. Yeah. They put my name on the billboard or the marquee and everything. Mm. It's pretty fancy. That's cool. Yeah. How do you feel about doing this stuff? I like it. Good. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, I've done it a few times now and I, I think if I didn't like it, I probably wouldn't be doing it anymore. I got a few, a few more shows in the works. Yeah, I was talking to Marco because that would have been a good show to go to, but I don't have a passport, so I can't... Uh... Andy, you need to get your passport. I know. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I know, I know, because that would have been a good place to go. I feel like, like I said to Marco, though, if I ever go to one of those types of shows, like the one that's coming up in May with like so many guests, like mm-hmm. I would be there like on business. Yeah. Like with my microphones and I would just be like, so I don't know how much fun I would be having necessarily. <laughs> like it would be like a lot of... Okay, I got you scheduled for like 30 minutes, so you got to go up. Okay, I'm going to talk to so-and-so now. And like, I'd be like switching out memory cards and the, the fucking audio recorder. Like, it'd just be a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of me stressing out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, it would be very useful. Yeah, but you also and fun. don't have to do all of that and could just come for fun. So you should get your passport. No, because if I have to pay money to go down, like, you know, like get a plane and all that stuff, I feel like at that point, if I'm investing money into it, it's like, no, nah, I got to, it's got to be a business trip. Fair I got to bring my my cameras so can, and so you can write off everything. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all for the write offs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's listen to another song. All right. So here is uh, Arcade High, man. They uh, came up with this single a few weeks ago, and now I'm going to play it uh, a few weeks late because I am not very punctual. It's cool. This is the Gauntlets by Arcade High.
That was Arcade High with the track The Gauntlet, a new single right now you can check out on SoundCloud. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's the Rosconian with the Triple Seven and Skywolf with the Triple Seven. And then there's Hugh Jones with the 669. Yeah, Hugh Jones. Yeah, 69. And then my lovely uh, donation of the Beast guys, let's play that theme real quick. This is the donation of the Beast. These are all the people who donate $6.66 because they are compelled by the dark forces that uh, lay dormant within us all. But some people allow those forces to take control of their souls. And at that point, they send $6.66 to Beyond Synth. So here is uh, Ross Pentland, Moose Knox, Rob Dyson, Street Cleaner, Orlando, Rodriguez Naif, Till Wild, Straylight, Carm, Lucas Ceballos, and Renton Brax. And uh, if you want to support Beyond Synth, go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And now I am back with Florence. And we were uh, we were going to talk about your music. You know, you're playing some music. So how was your show? It was the last one. It was good. I didn't embarrass myself, which was that's the ultimate goal every time. So, did you embarrass yourself last time? No, I haven't really embarrassed myself too much. Okay, I did fuck up a synth solo once. Hardly anyone was at that particular show, so it's fine. I'm cool. Yeah, I got that out of the way. (laughs) I'm sure there will be many more fuck ups, but yeah, I don't know. It was cool. So, who was all on the bill of the one that you were at? Um, Syntax. Um, the lovely James was headlining. We also had Dread, Ethereal Delusions, and Vector Hold. So did you guys like hang out afterwards or what was going on? Yeah, we all hung out. The Whiskey has these green rooms upstairs, so it's like the backstage area. And they have one, the headliner gets like the fancy backstage room, the fancy green room. And in this one green room, it's the only one with a window. There's also this wall of... VHS tapes and it's all like 80s movies and they're probably like I don't know 50 of them so we like put in some random movies I think we put in Robocop and something else at some point so we were just kind of hanging out up there it was cool that's cool yeah You know. Well, I always forget to, you know, we're sitting there always talking about like Star Trek and stuff, and I keep forgetting to talk to you about uh, music stuff because obviously, you know, you've been playing shows and been playing more shows, and and that's cool. Glitbiter. So wait, mm-hmm. so do you have more music now? It's getting there. <laughs> you keep saying that. What what are you playing at these shows? Just those three songs? No, 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 no. I have I have six songs that I six or seven songs that I kind of interchange. No, I have I have a few new ones that I play. And uh, I'll eventually get them out on a release. All right. Eventually. Emphasis on eventually. But no, I, I do have new songs that I'm playing. So if you come see me, you'll get to, you get to hear new Glitter songs that are unreleased. I feel like Ooh. I personally should be able to hear those just being me. Like, you should send them to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe we, can, maybe we can work something I out. I don't mean to abuse my position here but uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right andy we'll we'll talk we'll okay. talk 
I'll, I'll send you some. I'll send you some. <laughs> I have some demos recorded, so, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I want to be like that guy that's like, uh, says yay or nay to stuff. <laughs> Horse man. What? <laughs> Horse man? Well, nay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am a dad. <laughs> I am allowed to say things like that. I think. Yeah, no, that was, that was really uh, good. Oh, it was something. Well, hey, man. <laughs> that's the... That's what I've been doing over here. So what else has been going on then, man? Do you want to talk about a movie or TV show? Well, we can. <laughs> because isn't that the point? Well, sometimes I just like catching up with people. Okay. And that's I mean, what this is, well, this is all about. Cause we are catching up. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I feel like it's almost too late in this segment to... <laughs> <laughs> to focus it in on something. Yeah. Let's listen to another song. How about that? Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Here's a fun one. Uh, this is Bart Graft. Uh, he makes some cool funky tunes. This is from the album Modern Life. This is Easy Street by Bart Graft.
And that was Bart Graft with the tune Easy Street uh, off the album Modern Life. And that was brought to you by my lovely $5 patrons. Well, actually, there's my 617 Polar Wildcat Studios. Thank you for that. And then there's my my lovely uh, $5 Pattersons. With the 501, there's <laughs> Bobson Dugnut. <laughs> was that from that Japanese baseball game? <laughs> Fucking Bobson Dugnut. <laughs> you know when you guys change your name on here? I literally forget who you were before. I just want to make that absolutely clear. So <laughs> even though I know you've donated to Beyond Synth for a long time, I literally have forgotten who your old name was, and all I see is Bobson Dugnut, and uh, and that is awesome. And then there's Andrew Chukas, still waiting on the pronunciation of that. Rachel Buchelman, still waiting on the pronunciation of that. And Sergio Matai, still waiting on the pronunciation of that. And Binkley, Sven Bomanis, City Bat, Christopher Albert, Daniel Dexy, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, and Damian Rudies. Thank you all for your support of Beyond Synth. And I am back here with Florence. And uh, and <laughs> this show's ridiculous. Because I, <laughs> I know there's some people who are very excited because you've been watching Star Trek and talking about Star Trek. There seems to be a lot of... St- I don't want to talk... I don't want to talk about Star Trek every time, though. No, I, I know that, but I'm just saying that people are, like, happy to hear Star Trek talked about, and so... Someone called me out on this on the chat, and I was like, oh, shit. And I called the character of Ahura the communications manager, which is bullshit, because she's the communications officer. Oh, fuck off. Who cares? But it's funny, because the, the program that I'm doing for school is called communication management. Uh, so I'm like, that's why I said that. So you're the communication manager. There we go. That makes sense. There we go. No, I know. I mean, the segment isn't called, like, Florence Talks Star Trek, so I mean... I didn't have to justify that, but I thought it was funny, because I know exactly why I said that. They took them off uh, Canadian Netflix. I thought for fun, maybe I would try and watch some of the movies. Like, the shows are on Netflix, but not the movies anymore. Oh. Because I thought, I might have time to watch, like, Star Trek The Motion Picture or something. Have you seen those movies before? Not well enough to talk about like okay. i know okay. i know what the spock dying scene looks like i remember generations but that's like a later one did you watch the don't tell me because i haven't seen that yet did you watch the voyage home is that the dolphin one or the whales <laughs> the whale one yes the whale <laughs> Dolphin one. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I know a lot about it. <laughs> Something about oh, dolphins. Oh, good. Close enough, you know. I think I remember like a scene from it. Okay. Because they went to Earth, right? So is there scenes where they're just kind of walking outside on like kind of present day Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, what. They that's go back what I. In time. Yeah. So they that's, go back in time yeah. to the eighties. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, I would I would like to have seen them, but uh, they're not on. Uh, I probably have a friend who who has them. Oh. But whatever, man. There's lots of other stuff to watch. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do from now on? Yeah, I'm gonna take notes when I watch things. Well, I do that too, and but I, I still forget shit. Because I think uh, next time I you come on the show, we were gonna talk about uh, Glow. Yes. Uh, the Netflix series about uh, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, mm-hmm. and I watched it and I enjoyed it. And then when I was thinking about talking to you and going like, "Hey, we'll talk about Glow," and I started going like. Oh man, I don't like. I remember laughing, and I remember thinking, "Remember to bring up this line because this was funny." And then, 
right as we're talking now and I'm thinking, fuck, I don't remember any of it. (laughs) I should have taken notes. Well, my problem is I watched that a very long time ago when it kind of like first came out. Mm. But I can also just talk forever about Glow because wrestling. Yes, because you're a fan of wrestling, right? I'm a fan of wrestling, yes. You're an interesting lady, Florence. Wrestling makes me so much more interesting. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we can can talk about that next time. I'm ready to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we can have an episode where you like explain wrestling to me. Oh my god, I can do that. Because like I said before, in the 90s, I my connection to wrestling was the N64 games, and so I had some friends who were big into it, and it was mm-hmm. right around the time, and I think that era had a name, and it was when Mick Foley jumped off that cage onto all those tacks, and when The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were still there, and like they were fighting each other, it was like that era, whatever that was called. Was that the hardcore era, or the something? There's a word for it. My thing about wrestling is I was not into it in the 90s at all, when it was really big. And then, like a few years ago, my cousin got me really into it, and so I know kind of like the new landscape of wrestling up until like... A year ago. Is this where like Triple H is like a manager now? Like Yeah, yeah. And well, okay, nineties was called the Attitude, Attitude. Era. That's yeah. what you're thinking. The Rock says down down the Rock says sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I know like Jesus. those are the things what I know is because on the N sixty four game they had the most compressed music files you have ever heard in your life. The samples would play like when the wrestlers ran out Mm -hmm. and the N64 cartridges could hold like two megabytes. So it's like they had to like ultra compress any sound that was on there. It's hilariously compressed. The audio is amazing. And, but in a way it made the game more charming. See, because on the PlayStation ones, yeah, they could have the video of like the, when they come out and there's video on the screens and stuff for their introductions. Mm -hmm. But on the N64, they just had, like the lowest resolution JPEG images you've ever seen in your life. Like, but they would be blown up full screen and they're literally like fucking 10 by 10 JPEGs. Like it's amazingly shitty, but in a way, awesome. Because then it just, they'd come out to like this fucking and like, then you just see these horrible flashing JPEG images that just you, at the time you could decipher what they meant. But when you look back on it now, it's difficult because you're just being so used to the clarity of images now. It's like, it's hard to decipher pixelated JPEGs the way that our eyes once could. Yeah, of course. So you like new wrestling. I do, but we should save this for the episode that I actually tell you about wrestling. Okay. Okay, that sounds exciting. Right? Uh, almost like this track I'm going to play, man. So here is a cool song from Bokuma from the album Star Scepter, The Other Side. And uh, this is Suffering the Same Fate.
was Suffering the Same Fate by Bokuma. And that was uh, brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, Zychorax, Brad Neiman, Facehugger, Marco Cranendonk, Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, Rawpud, and Tristan Waits. Thank you very much for your support of Beyond Synth. And I'm back here with Florence for a very sort of disorderly segment, but uh, have, have you been up to anything fun? Like, have you done anything fun since the last time I talked to you? I did a, a Star Wars VR experience the other day, too. On what, uh, what VR? Or did you go to, like, a thing? It was a thing. It was, like, an immersive thing. It's called Star Wars Secrets of the Empire The Void or something. Okay. And it was cool. It was cool because I had never... I've only done VR, like, once before. I did... I was introduced to VR in my video game class when our professor brought in a PlayStation VR set. Mm. And I played where I just, like, flew around in Valkyrie for, like five minutes mm. and that was cool but that was the first time I had ever done any like VR stuff but this was um, the Star Wars thing was like you go in you put on this like heavy vest and then you get a like a heavy visor and you go into a room and then you put the visor on and then every it's like your world is just like totally. It's a different word for that because it is VR but it's also AR right because it's like you're actually in a real space exactly so it was very like ready player one but not quite it wasn't quite there yet. There's a Ghostbusters one in Toronto that my wife went to and she wanted to take me, but it's like you pay, but it's like 25 bucks for like a oh. 12 minute thing where you just. It was like $30 for 15 minutes. It kind of, I wish it was longer. It kind of wasn't enough time to really, really get like immersed in it. Uh, one of the problems was that you're supposed to reach out and grab things and press buttons at some points. And when you lifted up your hand, like you could see your hand, but like they needed, you didn't have anything on your hands. They needed some sort of gloves or some sort of tracking, better tracking devices to make your hand actually be visible. And because like there's a point where I had to press a button and like I was pressing the buttons, but I couldn't see my hand because it didn't register that my hand was there so I was like oh, I guess I guess I'm just gonna press all these buttons and see what happens but yeah so that the technology for that wasn't quite there yet but like overall it was really cool you go to Mustafar the planet at the end of episode three where um, Anakin loses all his limbs it's a lava planet so you're on this platform that's like rising above the lava and like they have like wind blowing and it gets hot in the room and everything and it was really cool because the whole like environment went along with it so that was need. Yeah, that's the thing, because you see, Obi-Wan had the higher ground, which means that literally there is nothing that Anakin could have done. <laughs> like, at all. Because it's very it's very clearly stated, I've got the higher ground, Anakin! Like, no. that literally makes me indestructible if I'm standing here. <laughs> because that's, that's always been a thing in Star Wars, too. Then that lovely sequence happened in the, uh, the children's film where the hero of the past two films had all of his limbs cut off, <laughs> And his best friend watched him burn to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the prequels. Do you ever just think how poorly thought out that was? When you're just like, wow, so like we saw this kid be this goofy kid and like, now this is pod racing and literally going like, I can't wait till the third movie where his best friend cuts all of his limbs off and watches him burn to death. Oh my God. Like, yeah, just it's, it, it, <laughs> like, what are they thinking? <laughs> Oh, God. 
I'll tell you, if I did it, mm-hmm. not that this matters, <laughs> I wouldn't have spoiled the surprise of Empire Strikes Back. I think that's the biggest flaw of the prequels, is that I would have structured the movies so that the reveal in episode, like in, in Empire Strikes Back... <laughs> that Darth Vader is Luke's father. I would have made it so that that reveal was still a surprise. Oh, yeah. So I would have had it where, like, Anakin would have been shot down and you would have thought he was dead Mm -hmm. in, like, the end of the second movie or something. Mm -hmm. And then in the third movie, Darth Vader appears and there's, like, maybe some weird hints here and there that he might be... But it's, like, it's not... It's not definitively stated Mm -hmm. so that when he reveals to Luke in Empire Strikes Back that he's his father, it's still a surprise. But the way the prequels work, it's like they just give the surprise away. The problem with the prequels is there wasn't any kind of like twists or reveals like that because everybody knew it was going to happen. And and I think the the twist or reveal that they wanted to have come across was the fact that Palpatine was the emperor, but everybody fucking knew that. Yeah. Well, it was very clear. Like, cause he looked exactly like he's, he was the same fucking dude. Except it was crazy because he looked more like the Emperor, but the way that they made the Emperor makeup look in the oh prequels God, was, awful. was really bizarre. It was really awful. Like, he looks really bizarre. He had, like, that weird, like, ribbed forehead yeah. and, like, yep. it, he just looked insane. Like, they no. did not do that well. They didn't. But anyway, this is ridiculous. There's no point in We're not treading new ground here. Nope. (laughs) All right. So we're going to wrap this nonsense up now and we'll have uh, a more focused segment next time you're on. That's the that's the idea anyway. Well, you have a lovely weekend week. What? Okay. Bye, Florence. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Andy. All right. And that was my conversation with Florence for this week. I'll try better at having this segment have some sort of a theme. I think people seem to like themes. So how about we listen to uh, another song and then we'll go chat with Lamatos and Computer Magic and have a, have a good time. So let's listen to this song from Darko Richards from the album Point of Departure. This is All Missing Souls. Thank you. 
that was All Missing Souls by Darko Richards. And that was brought to you by my lovely $5 Pattersons. There's Dana Jean Phoenix, Stu M, Night Raptor, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman, Joe, and Lando, and Kai. Thank you very much for supporting Beyond Synth. If you want to join them, go to beyondsynth.com. Nope, that's wrong. <laughs> go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, and I will read your name once a week, because that's what I do. So look, let's go to my conversation with uh, Lematos. We were at the green room of the Velvet Underground, which is a club in Toronto, and there was a crazy ice storm, so I think they almost even canceled the show, but uh, they still did it anyways, and it was a good time. And if you're wondering... About halfway through the interview, the drummer for Computer Magic sort of joins the conversation. And I sort of say this thing where I keep saying I'm doing the Italian thing as I'm sort of trying to mimic her accent because she speaks Spanish. What I meant was, because you don't see it, obviously, because this is an audio podcast, but I was doing the Italian hand gesture. So every time I mimicked her accent, I was doing like the hand thing. And uh, and that's what, that's what I meant, just in case you were curious. But I don't think anyone will even notice or care. All right, let's go... Uh to the Velvet Underground. Hello. So, what's going on, man? We're here. We're in the green room. Yes, we are. I don't know why I'm looking at you guys in the eye, because it's just <laughs> audio. I'm, make, I'm, I'm making an intense <laughs> yeah, report. Yeah, it's you, know? like, you can actually look at the ceiling the whole time. Yeah, I go into serious, uh, serious mode. So, there's a nice storm outside, and uh, we're in Toronto. I don't. I don't often like saying when I record these things, but I feel like this is an important backdrop. Yeah, we've seen fourteen cars, and that was on the way, here. right? Yeah, up, right. Yeah, we started counting after a couple, and then we're we arrive at fourteen. Probably more than fourteen, but yeah, fourteen. Well, so far, I think the it's up to four hundred crashes. I think is the last. Uh, yeah. So you picked a good night to come here. We're from Montreal, so it's not that bad. Yeah, and we're, I mean it's bad. No, it, it is bad. But we're we're kind of used to it, and we have like proper tires and everything. And our driver was like, "Winter tires driver? are uh, mandatory in uh, Montreal." Yeah, yeah. So. Well, it's the same here, but yeah. it's like I think we have wider roads. Whenever I go to Montreal, it's a lot of like skinny roads that are going uphill. Yeah, hills. and and people drive fast on the highway coming here. I yeah. feel. Yeah. So what's uh, so what's the deal? What's on tap? What's what's different about this show today, man? I mean, I'm going to go see it. So, From the show we did with Carpenter Brute? Yeah. You mean? I mean, this is not a, like we're doing. It was kind of a co-main event, small tour, like two dates, Montreal and here. Yeah. Because you're Computer playing with Magic. Uh, Computer Magic, yeah. Yeah. So in, in Montreal, she headlined and here we are, are headlining. It's kind of a co-headline stuff. So it's pretty cool. And we um, we did a remix for one of her track and we're doing live today as well we did it in montreal so it's the second time we play with her on stage pretty cool a couple of months ago she asked me if we wanted to do some shows with her and everything we did one show in uh, brooklyn with her and she she mentioned it we should do like kind of a co-headlining and depending on the city we just decide whatever should i introduce you guys you think that would be professional if i did that yeah <laughs> i'm here i'm here with lumatos which is uh, french for the stuff correct that's yeah. right yeah yeah, I'm yeah. here with uh, Jean Philippe, a Jean Nicolas. Do you say the S at the end? I know you just no, called never, him Jean Nick. Never, it's always silent. Maybe in Spanish they say Nicolas, but speak right into that thing. You've got a delicate voice. Hello. <laughs> I, I do. No, uh, no, you, do, you never pronounce the S unless you're Spanish. Are you Spanish? That's it. No, Are you Spanish? I'm not yeah. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look he's, Spanish. He's I'm like Canadian he's... with Swiss descent. Swiss yeah, German. Yeah, that makes sense. 
That makes sense. You know that uh, chocolate Toblerone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know like, the story? Did we tell the story last time? About what? About the the name of her mom is like Tabler. Are uh, you are you heir to the throne? No, no. Oh. My uh, great <laughs> my great grandfather uh, he created the Toblerone. He was like a chocolate maker what? in Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. Toblerone, Toblerone is one of the best chocolates. I yeah. Know. <laughs> it is. The thing is like it's and it's always me that tell the story. I find it so like incredible. I love that chocolate. Oh, well, fuck Lamatos. Fucking let's talk about Toblerone. Let's talk about chocolate and uh, I'm quitting chocolate right now because it's a stimulant because my heart's all fucked up. And so I'm I'm quitting caffeine and chocolate's one of the things. And then today in our fridge is like it was just chocolate and can you get uh, caffeine? White chocolate? Ah, fuck that. Even Toblerone doesn't save white chocolate. Have you ever tried? Because Toblerone did a white chocolate version. Oh, well, no, they did. Like the one that was good, it was it like did, but just the tip of the mountain was like white. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, white chocolate, I just can't do. Yeah, it's just sugar. It doesn't know? taste like chocolate to me. Like it's just not chocolate. No, I'm now. Now it's you're the chocolate sweet. expert. I'm looking you right. No, it's in the much eye too here. sweet. Yeah. Like I, I, I stay far from it. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, last time you were on the show, we did like a two-parter. Was that last year or the year before? I think it was. Was it after Turbo Kid? Yeah, just after Turbo Kid. I think the release of the score. So it's probably late 2016 or beginning of 2017. I can't remember. Two years I ago. think um, upon revisiting. Because I know people really love, uh, and I and I do too, uh, uh, join us. But the Turbo Kid score CD you did for that one, I'm calling it a CD. We have <laughs> a CD, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I think that's my favorite one now. I, I like oh, a lot cool. of the songs on there. Yeah, for sure. And you have, we have a new one coming up. When's that? This summer. Are you going to talk? Can I post this or is this? Yeah, a yeah no, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Do you have a, do you have a name for it? It's, it's a score, so it's it's oh, another okay, okay. score. It's the score from the same director as Turbo Kid. Their new movie, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new movie, uh, Summer of '84. Oh right, that's right. You guys are also in it, right? Like, do you do cameos? No, no. Who am I think? Oh, uh, Miami Nights. Does he do a yeah, cameo? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, because he he posted. Is that a secret? That's not a secret, is no, it? No, I post like a picture. Of, okay. Like with me because I was shooting it as well. So it was in right. Vancouver. He's from Vancouver. So there's like a synth band playing in the like it's it's in the eighties. So there's a synth yeah. band. And I, s- I ask him to be in it because it's kind of cool to have like yeah yeah yeah. And we did and we, and yeah we can say it. Yeah, and he also plays a part in the song that we actually play made him play. Okay, okay. So it's like a little collaboration. It was pretty cool. So. And that, the movie's already played some festivals, right? Yeah, in Sundance for world premiere. Did you go to that? Yeah. Just you? Did you go? No, I, I, I went to, yeah. Oh, cool. How was that experience? Insane. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's unreal. Sundance is unreal. You see, like, big stars everywhere, and there's, like, parties, and, like, the crowd is super nice as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the place to be for networking if you want to, like, make it in the, in the cinema field. Did you network? Were you running around rubbing elbows with people, talking about Toblerone? <laughs> not much I'd say but uh, we, we try we stay with the gang and we went to the places yeah well, that's fun I mean well how about this let's uh, let's listen to some Lamatos and and then we'll keep talking how about that so here is a track uh, that I dig this is Wasteland by Lamatos
All right, and that was Wasteland by Lumatos. And uh, we're here. I'm here with Lumatos right now. We're in the green room at uh, Velvet Underground. And uh, we're talking about uh, you guys going to Sundance. So, uh, like, JP, like, what did you what did you think about it? It's always cool to see, like, because there was, for sure, Turbo Kid had, like, a big following uh, with those directors. And it's always cool to see, like, people just, like, knowing the movie and trying to follow up and see what's going on and they know like her score and everything so it's kind of cool did you make friends with michael ironside three years ago yeah when we went to sundance with turbo kid yeah we, the second time we go to sundance we oh because you were there for okay exactly. i think turbo kid was premiere in sundance as well yeah because i think when we first spoke it was funny because we were just meeting i had no idea of your level of involvement like i didn't know you were a, a, a cinematographer mm-hmm. did we did we talk much about it maybe i think so but just to talk about michael ironside seriously he's like such a nice guy and and it's funny because he was pretty cool with us and because yeah. like the other thing is like I never like I work with him on set mm-hmm. and he's pretty intimidated like he did, he did like 300 movies yeah yeah so it's kind of it was the first movie from those directors that was my actual first feature land with financing mm-hmm. as a cinematographer so and so we know what we want we know what we're doing but with the French accent and everything it felt like he thought we didn't really know what we wanted but it's just because we're trying to figure out yeah 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 so it, it kind of like help us and everything so he's yeah. like a super nice guy and like I never said it on set that I was a big fan but after that in Sundance like me and Janik was just hanging out with him at a party nice. yeah. and we told him that like we have a, a track called Overdog mm. and it's one of his character like in one of, in one like this post-acolytic movie so it was pretty cool and started like, just to talk about going like, on about inside. that period yeah exactly oh, that's he awesome. it's, it's, he, he really is a really nice guy no that's yeah. great man like I like to hear stories like that it makes and, me happy and especially like like in Sundance as well like because there's like cast and everything so everybody goes in front and me and Jean-Nic we stay like sitting with everybody else and like every time the first like first question for Turbo Kid not for Summers yeah, but man. was about the score mm-hmm. and every time we went in in front he was the one saying oh and, and JP's the cinematographer and he was taking like talking about us and super cool like my awesome. side is pretty really really nice I, it would have been really hard for me to not do like fucking see you at the party Richter I feel like I would want to say that constantly like in the see you at the party yeah, yeah. see you at the party Richter and he gets his arms ripped off That the movie is awesome. Give you know? the people there. Yeah, <laughs> they don't make movies like that anymore, man. Like, I mean, they, they made a new Total Recall. Yeah, well, that's true. I guess <laughs> if you say it like that, they don't make Total Recalls anymore. It's like they, they did. did with Colin Farrell. I couldn't. I didn't actually finish it, but it's fine. It's okay. A lot of those theaters. remakes are fine. Fine. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like that's fine. what they are. But they, they're not, it, well, Ghostbusters wasn't fine. I I didn't see it. No, <sighs> it's not a good one. It's not a good one. <laughs> I don't care. I know there's people who like want to convince you it's good, but that movie was it upset me. Yeah. So you have you have a roadie, right? He's the, he's the guy <laughs> that drives. You like my segways? Because <laughs> he was here the whole time. He's yeah, a funny do. guy. Yeah, his stuff is like one buddy of ours. Yeah, he's a good friend. He used to be my intern on movies. Nice. He did like the same film scum that I did, and he was like my intern. And at some point, he he was my assistant camera and he started to do DP as well and he became like a friend of us so for my listeners DP stands for director of photography (laughs) and not the sex thing (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) D-O-P sorry so he's weird though for the (laughs) 
In terms of the the album that you guys have coming out in the summer, are you doing the same thing you did with Chronicles of the Wasteland album, where you 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 took the score but you sort of manipulated it to be more sort of song like an album that we can play live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I Toblerone. <laughs> It's not a secret. No, I think we don't. We don't won't. We won't gonna... have time. And exactly. and I think we we want to like it's. We love making score. Like mm. we like we talked about. Like I shoot film. He he used to do like sound for film. We did short film together. So it's always cool to do score. But at the same time, I think we need to put that time on something more personal like an actual album or something new track yeah yeah so we'll we'll just release the actual score and we have like two extended version already that was like longer cuts that's we probably gonna yeah we'll probably include like we'll probably do like for two or three songs do like the full song format but not not the whole album you know right because we would still want to play some of those songs exactly So what's the the process for you guys then, especially when you're already be, like the DP on the film, so you're there like in the zone, and then like who starts crafting the the actual track? Like, is it something you both do together at the same yeah. time, or are you yeah. laying down a beat? Always, like? always together. I I never work on on, on uh, the mentos uh, alone. It's always like something we we do together. What's cool about that is like the directors are really good friends of ours, mm. and they give us like total freedom, and it's it's insane. Like I never had like this relationship with other creator really that it's like and the fact that I'm on set and they're friends that I like I was there since the beginning and like in prep and everything I really know what they want and what kind of like emotion they want to go so when we're in studio I'm like that's the bonus thing that we have mm -hmm. work as the fact that I'm a cinematographer as well so I kind of know where we should go if it's supposed to be funny or if it's supposed to be dark and we talk together and Jean right. we watch the movie and we score on the movie together at the same time mm. that's the only thing that we get as a bonus as the fact I was like on set but everything sometimes I have ideas that I talk with him because of the mood of the script but now did you guys start plotting the score in the script phase or one, not until not for this was? one Turbo Kid we did we did exactly, two, yeah. two track for Turbo Kid because I like I talked uh, with this, the, the screenplay with John Nick and we started just like jamming with just the ideas of the movie that I told him right I was not like trying to it's just like we were just talking about the script and we just jam the director listened to two of the tracks before we went on shoot yeah 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 well uh, let's uh, let's listen to another one from this album okay this is No Tomorrow featuring Pause
And that was No Tomorrow featuring Pause. And we're here in the middle of an ice storm uh, with Lomatos. So at uh, at what stage in the game on Turbo Kid did this track, like No Tomorrow, happen? Yeah, it was really late because it was not planned out. It was always in my head that I wanted to do like a classic 80s team track like in Goonies and stuff like that. Yeah. But we kind of struggle. At some point, our manager tried to reach for Frank Stallone. I wanted to do something with Frank Stallone. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I love, I really love like what he's doing from Saturday Night Fever track and stuff like that. When I was growing up, I loved Norm MacDonald. He did the news on Saturday Night Live. And one of his like recurring bits was always bringing up Frank Stallone. <laughs> Like that was a thing because like it was always funny. He's just like he, he would say a news story. It was like you guessed it, Frank Stallone, and nice. it would cut to a picture of Frank Stallone in Princess Anne, Maryland. State health officials have discovered what caused the mysterious death of two hundred thousand fish at a Somerset County fish farm. The culprit, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to do something with Frank Stallone. Maybe I tried some like also with the singer from Man Without Hats. We tried it to reach those guys. At some point, I just said, we should just get somebody that we know we can reach. And yeah. like, I, I really liked Pause. So we send in our email and that's it. It's funny how like the, the visuals of a music video can really get in your head and, and you form your own sort of concept. Because like I kept thinking that the girl in Turbo Kid yeah. and, and the music Apple. video is Pause. They kind of look alike. I mean, they have the same intense blue high as well. Mm. And like the blonde hair. Yeah. It kind of looks like it fits like that girl gonna huh. have that voice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because that's what I picture in my head, man. I want to. Uh, I find this chocolate thing really interesting. Like, is there some sort of like family chocolate fortune? Like, if the dude invented Toblerone, um, are I, you too I, far I, down the line? Like, how how connected are you to the Toblerone? Like, well, the the my <laughs> great grandfather he invented, invented triangles, it. and then exactly. the next one did <laughs> then, and then he he sold the company to uh, to Kraft and uh, Philip Morris Souchard and uh, I don't know the money the money is still in the family but my grandparents are they live in Switzerland right now and they're still they're still alive and well and you know I'm not waiting for anything <laughs> but you, but you get you get chocolate I, I yeah I got chocolate every birthday it was a tradition I got the big Toblerone you know and I was I was a kid I used to eat it in the, the same night the, the, you know the big one the 400 gram Toblerone <laughs> you know I, get, I used to eat the whole thing in the same night do they hand it to you and just be like this is your legacy and like hand you the no it's just like a tradition yeah no, <laughs> no nothing intended so what's the plan tonight though man like so you guys are gonna do a show and then the storm I don't know like I feel like your ride your drive away is gonna be a pain in the ass no we're staying here tonight yeah. in Toronto we'll wait for the sunlight exactly go back? do you guys get to sleep in the car no 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 we're not hobos that's what I do <laughs> We're not punk band, <laughs> <laughs> and we're no, old we man. We cannot do this shit anymore. Exactly, I, we like luxury. Hey man, I sleep in the car. My wife drives, and uh, I put my headphones on. And I fall asleep because she needs to listen to like the radio to keep focused, like actual radio, which is horror shit. I don't know. Like, do you ever listen to the radio? The top no. forty radio? Yeah. No. It's fucking. It's hard, man. Like it actually like hurts my head, and then I become like this sarcastic asshole because I'll be sitting there just like, oh, here's my favorite song, you know, like what the fuck was the, god damn it, this one, thunder, 
what the fuck is this? Like, I, I, I don't know what to do with it. So I fall asleep in the car with my headphones on, and it usually works out pretty well. I think you guys are going to have to do that tomorrow too, man, because it's fucking, it's probably going to take you like 10 hours to drive home. I mean, we'll today see. it was like not that bad. I, I, quick. Mean, I, I feel bad saying that because like a lot of people and get like an accident, but it was like, we, we will go back slow and it's going to be fun. And a roadie's an amazing driver, so we're in good hands. So yeah. are you in the middle of mixing? Like, when you say the album comes out in the summer, is that just a thing that's to tie in with the movie's release? I mean, is it finished? The movie or the song? The soundtrack. I mean, everything's done because the movie was in Sundance. Yeah. Exactly. Already. But so what, what are you not... waiting for, man? Oh, we're just, oh, yeah. We want... I mean, I think it's going to come come out in the summer. Probably the movie's going to come out in the summer. That's what I can say. Okay. okay. But, uh, yeah, we still need to, like, do... but Because it was mixed and mastered for the screen quite quick. Yeah, like, fairly Turbo quickly. Kid. It needs to be polished, you know. You guys do all that yourself? Yeah, not mastering, but the mixing I do by myself. Yeah, so, the, ma- the mastering is done by the guy from Mondo and Death Waltz. When you master it for the film, do you do it in surround? Do they do music in surround? No, the film was in surround, but yeah, yeah. the music it's, it's, was not mixed in surround. It's We, we give them the stems and they, they do their thing for the movie with the sound designers and stuff Do they like do that. that to music? Like put music in surround sound no. as well in movies? Or is it they, just sometimes? But they do it. But I don't. I don't think they did it for summer of '84. But uh, sometimes I, I I watch movies and I, I hear like the some like the guitar track is gonna be maybe, behind. Maybe they sometimes. did some. Maybe they did some for the scene that are more like intense with the music that is more because this score is a, is an actual score. Sure. It's not as like '80s oriented as Turbo Kid. That was like a super colorful. Yeah. Like so you're doing a, a legitimate score. Yeah, yeah. it's and like doing service to the movie. How how was that then as an experience? I mean, we did like another score before that for like a web series that was like even more score than that. So okay, it's cool. Well, you're still you'll still like feel that our vibe and everything in it it's just tied to the movie as most as we can I think it's a it's kind of a love letter to Tangerine Dream as well right exactly. this score was done super fast like in less than a month a lot of great scores are like that you know when you find out the story especially when I think of like Tangerine Dream uh, legend score I mean like they whipped that together pretty fast I mean they made so many albums it's like it's hard to keep up. I didn't know what to say because when I when I had them on the show, because obviously I had like the new version of Tangerine Dream. Mm-hmm. So you they had still, them on the show. Yeah, the two guys I talked to because right now it's like it's two dudes and a Japanese lady. The one dude's name is Torsten, and the other dude is because he does solo stuff. Ulrich, Ulrich Schnauss. Ulrich Schnauss. Yeah. So what's your favorite like Tangerine Dream score? Well, I really like Legend. I like the the unicorn theme. From Legend. That's like one of my favorite songs. I don't really know that soundtrack that much. It's actually. got a cheesy, like it's got some super cheesy ones, like the the ending track. Yeah, it's the like, fucking uh, Legends can be now and forever. Legends can be now and forever, teaching us to love for goodness' sake. It's ridiculous. Like if you like, even though lyrically it's so stupid too. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, listen, how, how about we listen to a cool song and then we'll keep chatting. So here is one of my favorite uh, Limato's tracks and uh, one you mentioned earlier when we were talking about uh, Michael Ironside. This is Overdog by Limato's.
And that was Overdog by Lumatos. And I'm here with Lumatos right now. We're in the Velvet Underground in uh, Toronto in the middle of an ice storm. And uh, we're having a good time. We're just chatting in the green room. And uh, oh, oh, all right. The, the drummer from Computer Magic just walked in. Did you want to you talk? Okay. Yeah? Hi. Hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going, man? Good, yeah. So I don't even think you and I have properly met each other, have we? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. When? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Do <laughs> I like that you're looking at me. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do a proper introduction. Andy, Juliana, Juliana. I'm Andy. Oh, Andy. I'm Juliana. I host this show. Where are you from? From from right here. I, I record in Toronto. From Toronto. We. Oui. So explain your accent to me. What are What is your accent? My accent is uh, from Argentina. Ooh, that's nice. So what's what is Argentinian language? Is it Spanish? Spanish? Is it Spanish? This is Spanish. It's different accent. Not same as. Mexican or Colombian, but yeah. It's, what is the uh, difference? The difference is we are not uh, polite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they are polite. So the point is, you are the drummer for Computer Magic. Yes. All the time, like do you, or just for doing live, or do you do stuff when when she's now? This is mine. This gig. Okay. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. I have the power. No, I have the gig. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's my boyfriend's gig, but... Why? What does that mean? Are you replacing him? Yes. With force? Did you say, get the fuck out of here? Yes. I said, come on, this is... This gig is for me, not for you. Wait, so, okay, but you you have this Argentinian accent here, but, like, where do you live now? Like I live in New York, but I'm new. I moved to New York one year ago. Okay. Year, four months ago. And I started to speak English when I came here. Just I, last year? Yes. Well, that's pretty fucking good. Pretty good. No. Oh, oh, yes. oh, fuck off. It is. It is. C'est bon. Hey. I don't know why I'm saying it in French. <laughs> C'est bon. <laughs> that, that was, that was for bon. them. C'est bon. For the show I do, I have a Patreon where people send me money, and so I have a Spanish guy, and I've been trying to practice saying his name, because it's Orlando Rodriguez Neef. and he's, and he But he says it's... Uh, he told me it was... Uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez Neif is how he said it. Rodriguez. Here, say it. Say it for me. Say Orlando Rodriguez Neif. I think he's Orlando Rodriguez Neif. Neif. There we go. Orlando Rodriguez Neif. So that that can be for him. I'll just play that sample. So what does that mean? So your boyfriend, what he was doing the drums, and you said get the fuck out of here, or like what happened? Yeah, I said, come on, this is for me, and you are. Busy. <laughs> that sounds a little bit more polite than my version. Yes. How are you enjoying this fucking ice storm? It's f- it's good. I don't, I I hate <laughs> the I hate the winter. I hate the the snow. I hate the winter in New York is seven months, mm. and that's terrible. So why why did you move? Argentina's got nice weather, huh? Yeah, it's nice weather, food, and here, the food here is good. But New York is insane. Insane. Putin all the time. But what? what, what? Yeah, it's similar. You said Putin in New York? Yeah, Putin in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it, Putin is our thing. It's it's the Cana- French Canadian. Okay, well, well, yeah, but they try. Do, do, they, do, do they have pizza gay in New York? Pizza gay? The fuck is oh, pizza? Okay, never mind. I, I'm saying as, as as I'm saying it, like, what the fuck is pizza gay? Pizza gay? Uh, it's actually it's actually my thing. It's like something from. It's not. I mean, I love it. Mm. It's like a pizza 
and a spaghetti. And you wow. just cut the pizza in half and you put in a spaghetti in the middle. So it's like two dish on the same plate. And we call that pizza getty. It, it's it's totally Quebecois. I don't know how I feel about pizza getty. I mean, you you cannot, like you need to try it too. It seems like a lot of stuff. Exactly. The stuff. Yeah, but it's... The matos. So The matos... You you have to come to Argentina. There is the Lollapalooza every year, and you I guys are great for the Lollapalooza. Uh, we should. Yeah. Never been to like South it's America. Massive festival. I still don't, but I'm I'm trying to trace the story here of your trip <laughs> from Argentina to the states. That's where I am still. Why? It seems like it's very nice there. I feel like I wouldn't want to go. Yeah, it's nice, but it's too small, and I play with many musicians there, and it's, you know, not the same like New York. New, New York, York, New York. New York. But the rent, I don't the know what this hand rent. signal was. It's high. It's ex- expensive. The, the rent, everything is expensive, but if you work hard, you can do it. Wait, wait. Are you both from Argentina, you and your boyfriend? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know that. Mm. See, we're all learning today. I'm a, I'm a great I mean, interviewer. I've met him once. Like we've played one show in in Brooklyn. With, yeah, you didn't know that. With him, yeah, but we didn't. Yeah, know. he's from Argentina. Wait, did you guys go together? No. Let's go to United States. No, no, no. He saw <laughs> he saw he saw uh, his drum kit on Eve. It's like eBay, but from Argentina. What 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 is the eBay and in I, Argentina? Mercado Libre. Mercado Libre. Yeah. You you are seeing like Italian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's good it's, because the the people. Does, there does Argentina is, have a different one? Like Mercado Libre. My, my family is from Italy. My mom. Giuliana Maral. And then yes. you came over and said hi. Yes, and he saw the drums, and I bought the drum kit. Ah, on, on the, well, that's Mercado cute. Libre. That's a cute story. And yeah, we met in Brooklyn when I my first time in in. Come on, girl. <laughs> my first time in Brooklyn mm. I I told to Ignacio Hey Ignacio I'm here Ignacio Let's hang out See I, I fucking I keep doing this thing Like it's like It's like a natural it's great That's great <laughs> I, I'm in Brooklyn Let's hang out Yeah And um, You know The love I know the love Oh, <laughs> oh. No the love Hey you wanna talk Me? Yeah uh, Sure Yeah uh, hold on Hold on That uh, Fun. We're just doing a little like freeform chat. Oh, so, by the way, okay. I'm Andy. Hi, Andy. I host a show called Beyond Synth, cool. which I've been doing for many years. What do I do? Chat. The best synthwave chat show there is. Whoa. Um, that's a nice radio voice there. <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing this for uh, a few years, and I talk to people who make like electronic music and oh, cool, cool synth. So, I was actually going to message you because someone sent me a link. Yeah. I'm like an old man. So, like, I, f- I, I don't know all the hip things that are going you don't on. You look old. Well, I got gray hair. That's great. <laughs> and, and someone sent me links like, have you ever heard of computer magic? And I was watching the videos and they're fun. There seems to be like a sort of space oh, cool. motif going on. Yeah. I'm wearing my flight suit right now. One of them. Do you like space? I do. Yeah. I find it interesting. I read up about it a lot. I live next to the Hayden Planetarium in New York and go there all the time. Like right next to it? I live, yeah, I live pretty close, actually, like walking distance. But was that a thing that happened when you were young? Like you already liked this stuff, or is that a no. convenient thing that the planetarium was? When in? I when I was like a teenager, I got into sci-fi movies. Mm. Like I love Kubrick, two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, just the visuals and yeah. like 
a bunch of like 70s and 80s sci-fi movies like Barbarella, Logan's Run. I just you watched know Barbarella <laughs> for the fir- no for the first time. Like you it's know, really what, funny. <laughs> but you know when you think you know what a movie is. And like it's a classic film, and then you finally see it, and, and it's you're not like, quite what? "What?" Yeah, Barbarella was a movie where that was not what I thought it was. It's pretty intense. Yeah, but it's weird. Like I didn't know it was like a comedy. Like for it's some reason, kind re- of a comedy. I yeah. thought it was like just like a sexploitation thing where she was going to be running around in skimpy clothes, but it was going to well, take it's itself that, seriously. It's that, it's that too. It's just got that ship with it's all fucking made of fur and stuff, and g- it's so <laughs> seven. It's so funny. It's so retro. Looking. Yeah, no, it's it is. Yeah. But I, I was I was surprised by it because like I got so many movies to catch up on, and then when you finally see them and like this is what this is you should watch um have you seen logan's run that's another like in that genre logan's run is one of those movies where i i don't recall seeing it all the way through but i know it through it's got that vibe when they when they become like part of pop culture and you know that it's like you don't have to see jaws to know jaws because you've seen so many things from it yeah yeah but i love the vibe of those 70s ones because they always end with like some depressing ending of like some the main character just getting shot in the head and then like the credits roll it's always funny to me like old sci-fi movies like that because they try and depict the future Mm. but it's like very campy and like not at all what the future is like which i enjoy when whenever it's the future there's always like one of those tape like reel to reel machines like in the background uh, yeah, like yeah. you know like those things where it's always yeah. like that's the future is like reel to reel yeah and big like they find like whatever modern brutalist structure they can find where it's just like some cement square and like that's always like the it's future funny, building yeah. but i love old sci-fi movies and so when I was first making computer magic like i just tried to like have the same aesthetic yeah. Like what? What would I? What kind of music would I write if I was like scoring one of these movies? So like I don't know, just kind of synthy and spacey aesthetic, and it's just the suits I wear because it's like easy. Mm-hmm. Like being a girl, you're like oh, I'll just throw on a suit. Don't have to worry about an outfit. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but you've got two like two videos I saw where you're in a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think it's fun. It's like I'm. It's like I'm a big kid or something. Like just wearing a spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Well, well, how about this? How about we listen to some computer magic and and get my listeners up to speed? So yeah. here's one that's uh, that's fun. It's got a fun video. It's called "Been Waiting" by uh, Computer Magic.
And that was Bean Waiting by Computer Magic. And I'm sitting with Computer Magic right now. And uh, this was actually a fun video because this is the one where you sort of turn into like a CGI anime character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my friend uh, Anise did that. She did it with this animator, Abby. And yeah, it was pretty fun. Very vaporwave looking. Where were you shooting that video? Because there was this part where you like, were you filming like some weird hotel at like two in the morning when there's nobody yes, there? Yes, we were, yeah. Okay. It was like in New York. <laughs> At, uh, what is that place? It looks so cool inside. I can't remember, like Yotel or something, like at some hotel in New York. But okay. she had scoped out like that restaurant that we shot in. She found and she would find spots with like specific neon lighting, right? And she found like a bunch of locations and she picked that location to shoot in because of the lights. So yeah, we went there really late. And uh, we went to this movie theater that she found mm. for the lighting. I always love that guerrilla style filmmaking in videos where, because I, like, I'll, I'll make videos like that. And so I always know the feeling of like, you're there, you went there late because it was a cool thing. There's probably some shots where like some weirdo like kind of oh, wandered yeah, totally. in and you're just like, it was totally like that too. Wait it's for just, the weirdo. Yeah, just one camera. Yeah. The whole time. It's like, I'll do stuff where like I'm all like over the place and acting all crazy, but then like I'm still very self conscious like when I'm in public. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine like if I was doing exactly what you were doing where I'm like, and this is the part where we're going to get a wide shot of me walking in a spacesuit just down the street. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the first ones I did. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In New York, yeah. And I, I know it's New York. It's the same with Toronto. It's like nobody, you put on li- a, nobody yeah, cares. You put on a dumb costume and no. walk outside, and no one even looks at you because I don't like. When I walk down like the craziest street and see like the weirdest people, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it's fuck. yeah, it's funny actually walking around. Uh, so that first video when I'm in that spacesuit walking around Times Square, so there's a lot of mascots that are in Times Square mm-hmm. that get tips. Yeah, from tourists. Did you get a tip? No, but they were mad <laughs> at me. They thought I was like trying to take their one of their jobs. Oh man, they're like, get out of here! Like, this is our territory. I'm like, I'm not trying to get any like yeah. tips right now. I'm just walking around. <laughs> But it was funny, like all, because there's people like before. There's like this guy called the Naked Cowboy. There's like all these different mascots that are there. But they thought that I was trying to be a new mascot in New York, but I wasn't. <laughs> are you Are you comfortable doing stuff like that though? Do you feel weird? Like I I know for me personally, it's like I always want to do stuff like that, and then when I do, I do like feel. It's silly. a little strange. If I was completely by myself, hmm. I would feel strange, but. Because I'm with somebody and they're filming me, people around will be like, oh, it's for something. (laughs) But if I was just like walking around in a spacesuit, I might feel a little self-conscious. But if if I'm with my friend or something like that, I don't. It's just like I'm having fun, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would look like a crazy person, probably. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be alone in New York. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about some of your music because uh, I'm fairly new to it, but uh, I dig the sound. Like it sounds cool. Oh, thanks. And uh, and you got a nice voice. It sounds nice. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, and we're yeah. gonna hear it today. Shortly, you guys are gonna yep. you're gonna play. Now, yeah. is it it's a secret your your collab? Well, yeah. it's over <laughs> on Instagram and everything. Oh, is it? So, yeah. Okay, I mean, okay, okay. The track is not out, but like, no, we, yeah. we spread the fact that we we've done it in Montreal already. So when is it coming out? That was a very Canadian out. We don't know yet. <laughs> coming out? Yeah. We just did the artwork. Yesterday. Yeah, we started. We did a photo shoot. The fact that yeah. she was like in Montreal, I asked one of my photograph friends. Yeah, ah, okay. We still still need to talk about everything, but Dan's also did like a, a remix from one of her track as well. Okay, okay. Oh so yeah, it's kind of cool. So yeah, the so we did. Yeah. We did kind of a crossover. 
like she, we we did something on uh, on one of her track and she did something on one of her, our tracks. So it's pretty cool. So I guess we'll do, we'll see. But maybe some something with like a split or whatever. Yeah, something. So how did, how did yeah, you guys like, connect then? Uh, maybe bu- booking agent. Like Max, maybe? Yeah, we were in a small tour. Like, it was for MondoCon. We were going to the state for MondoCon. Mm. And her booker just booked us, like, a show in, in Brooklyn. And he said, oh, you wanna, you guys want to play with Computer Magic? I actually know, like, Computer Magic stuff. Like, right. I remember seeing you. Well, it's funny, because I watched Turbo Kid. And how I found you guys, like, I watched Turbo Kid on Netflix. And, of course, the soundtrack's awesome. I Shazam the soundtrack. That's how I found you guys. And so when Max was like, oh, you want to play with my math? So I was like, oh, my God, really? Yes. Because it was, like, around the yeah. time that I watched it. Like, I watched it a couple months before. And actually, like, in, in, in 2013, we did, like, just before releasing Join Us, mm. we did the South by Southwest. And just hanging out there, I remember going to a show and you were playing there. Oh, no way. Yeah, I bought a 7-inch that night. Oh, shit. So that was the first time. <laughs> Do you remember... Did we talk about this before? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Do you remember where it was in Texas? You mean the venue? The it, v- it was South by Southwest. South by Southwest, I, yeah. I think it was that... Uh, it with Buddy... I can't remember the name of the other band. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, like a super nice band as well. Oh, cool. Really nice night. South by. Crazy. Yeah. It's always like a blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, just there. It's there. They're going to come up and... Uh, Tell us, I think. Well, we can we can wrap this up if you guys want to fucking relax because like that's like fifteen minutes. I'm not sure. Fifteen or fifty? He said he said he's playing it by ear. The guy downstairs. At what? <laughs> no, I, I, I like what it. Time? People are getting like behind natural. the scenes, fucking uh, <laughs> See the drama the, on your on your yeah. podcast. Behind the scenes, backstage, but that's uh, tentative. I guess one of the DJs is not playing. Huh? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> are we are we known for not being punctual? That, I know we're known for stupid ice storms. There's that. The ice storm. Did you talk about that and the? Well, we did a little bit, but like, uh, yeah, because five hundred crashes today. It's up to five hundred now. Five hundred. Isn't that insane? I'm gonna have to. That's what we, the title of this show is. Like, computer magic gives a running tally of all the crashes. I can't. Well, I can't believe it because we counted sixteen on the way here. We passed. Yeah, and those guys got you got fourteen. 14. Yeah. yeah, that I put this that together. Is, we got five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> stay, I hope people stay safe. So. Yeah, and well, I mean, we're supposed to be used to it, but ironically, like today, my wife had an appointment to take the snow tires off our van. Oh no! Like, and then she, <laughs> but, she, but she canceled. Yeah, she canceled. Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> maybe today's the wrong day, and then all of a sudden, like the whole thing just got covered in ice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, take it. Ice storms in New York. Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in upstate New York. Right. Near the Catskills. And we got we always got snow. Where did the movie The Ice Storm take place? I don't know. <laughs> Remember, that's the one where like Elijah Wood gets electrocuted and then slides down the hill? No, but I, I don't know, but I want to watch it now. <laughs> Is that's it a t- like a young Elijah Wood or something? Yeah, Elijah Wood. He gets electrocuted. <laughs> the Hobbit. Or actually, no, he's, he's not technically... A Hobbit. Frodo. Yeah, Frodo. When did you watch 2001? How young were you? Um, probably, probably like 18. I think it was around the same time. I was like 16. My high school teacher was showing us the Dawn of Man scene because he was like a history teacher. And I, and I, I, Wait, just, you watched it in high school? Well, yeah, but we watched the just that sequence, like the oh, Dawn of oh, Man oh. sequence, like with yeah. the, the, the monkeys at the beginning. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I remember just going like, oh, this movie seems pretty weird. I'd already seen Clockwork Orange, like probably too young. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if you were 16 when you saw that and you saw Clockwork Orange before that. Yeah. like it was, That's like intense to yeah. see at that age. So I remember I, I wanted to borrow the VHS because it just seemed like such an interesting film. And so the teacher lent it to me. That end scene blew my mind. Like... The fucking the lasers scene. and the fetus, like that, well, that the laser. Sometimes, like we used to use it as a like projection. Sometimes, but like we would mess around with it. But like that scene when he's like going back, going to the planet or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I know, yeah. I love it, man. Like that, it's, it's such cool. a it's such a trippy, awesome movie. Like it's that's one of the best. Kubrick. Yeah. But listen, Kubrick. do you, do you want to relax before your show? I don't want to bug you. Oh, okay. uh, well, here. <laughs> thanks for ha- thanks for having me. Yeah, it was nice to talk to you, Danielle. What do you, would you, is that what people call you? Dance. 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 All right, thanks, Dance, for being on on the show. Thank you. I don't usually do it like this way. I feel like an asshole, like just shoving microphones at people. This is like a this is a unique experience. Yeah, it's okay. Usually we just do these things over Skype, so it's a, it's a, a lot different thing than this is. And normally we talk about like video games. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of video game she's talk. A big, very she's nerdy. a big yeah, gamer, a actually. Too. Sort of. Well, this is like a special occasion thing. Well, I'll, I'll we'll we'll get in touch and we'll do a, a proper one when you're done touring, man. It's a really e- it's this it's this except over Skype. It's a lot easier because you can do it in your pajamas. <laughs> 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 well, how about this? Let's uh, listen to another computer magic track, and then maybe we'll wind down because I know, like everyone, you guys got to get ready for uh, got to get ready for showtime and stuff like that. So uh, here's a computer magic track uh, that I dig. This is "All Day" by Computer Magic. <laughs>
And that was All Day by Computer Magic. And that was fun. And right now uh, we had a quick chat with her. And now Dan's and uh, Juliana are downstairs getting ready for their show. And I'm still up here in the green room with uh, with Lumatos. But uh, we're going to wind this down. So you guys just want to... I know you guys just want to wrap up. Yeah, we, we, we should. Yeah. I guess. So, look, this was a fun and interesting show, right? We talked to a lot of different fun people. You guys are about to do a performance. Yes, we are. I'm going to film some of it. We got some fun B-roll for something. Which uh, well, Everybody's going to know our uh, Rudy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just going to be like, who's that guy? They're probably just going to think it's you because he had his shades on with the hood over. Maybe. So Maybe. He's, he's blonder. That's true. You think he's he's younger? Got, he's he's got younger, more yeah. more Swiss. Ten, ten uh, years younger. Is he? Oh, well, no wonder because he was on the fucking. Uh, uh, he's, he's 20, he's what do what do you even call that that stupid he's thing? Twenty five, right? Tinder. Tinder. Like yeah, the swipe thing. Yeah, that's how old I am. Like yeah. I, I, the whole idea of the swiping thing is like so beyond my comprehension. Of I would I mean, feel really bad. I mean, you have kids. I know. Like I'm like I'm, I'm an old man. Your father. But I still don't feel like an adult because I don't have a mortgage. So even though I have children, it's like <laughs> since, since since I don't have a mortgage, I don't feel like a grown up. Yeah, I, I don't get feel what like you a mean. I get what well. you mean. Do you guys have mortgages? No, I don't. No. I have a rent. Uh, I have like a pretty expensive camera that like you exactly. Pay. Right. So it's kind of a mor- well. Yeah, that's the thing, thing too because everyone has their price or their thing, right? So I'll some people will try and impress me because they bought like an expensive watch or something, Ugh. and I'm so like that kind of <laughs> no. People have done that to me. Like I don't know people when they well, try. I and got imp- a watch. No, people try and impress me, and they're always wrong about what interests me. Like just be like, oh, you should check out this watch. I'm like, give a fuck. It's a watch. <laughs> like, you don't like that watch? <laughs> yeah, like I honestly, I would wear a Fisher Price watch with a fucking calculator on it. Like I don't give a shit. But when it comes to computers, then yeah, I'll go buy a fucking iMac and I'll look like an asshole because there's other people who don't buy computer stuff and they're like, you paid fucking four. No, I wish it was two thousand. I wish because when you when you put all the it up though. Yeah, I souped it up because I love soup. Yeah. (laughs) So I just I got a fucking five hundred dollar iMac and I poured soup all over it. Yeah. And. Well, I cracked the screen on my last one. Really? Oh, yeah. I've seen a video, but that yeah. was not you. What? No, that was me. I wasn't aware. I made a video. that. Did you see the one that I posted? Yeah. I thought that was somebody else. No, that's me, man. I had a buzzed hair in my Shit, pajamas. I'm sorry, on. man. No, that's me. That was a, that oh, was a shitty time. Cause I, With the suction cup? Thing of the, yeah. So that I, was you? Yeah. I took, I took the screen off, but the, since the IMAX are so thin... The connector that connects the the screen back to the the thing, it's like you don't even they don't click together. They just kind of you just touch. set it on top of the other one and touch. do a little latch. Yeah, yeah. And so um, when I put it back together, the screen didn't turn on because I didn't make that connection correctly. And then when I went to take the screen off again, I had put all that special tape around the rim to glue the screen back, so that when I was sliding the fucking guitar pick along the edges, it just went and like just fucking cracked the screen. And if you're not seen no. it, watch watch the video. You hear the sound I make because oh, it's no. real. It like I was really upset about it, and uh, but it's funny now. Like I mean, I can, you can only laugh when you do something that stupid. But essentially, I like you with your camera. You know, when you have old equipment, I always try and sell it to do some of the cost of the new one. And when you have a fucking three thousand dollar computer, and the the second I just heard that sound, like. Oh, there goes a thousand dollars. I cannot sell it for anything less than because mm-hmm. it costs nine hundred dollars just to fucking replace it was just the screen beyond repair. Yeah, I did. I did end up. <laughs> that's another the na- show. That's the name of the show, man. I've broken an iPhone as well. You did? Yeah, I cracked an iPhone in half. I feel that you're you want to build a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, like, everything needs to be no, but DIY. I'm, with but you. I'm terrible at it. And so now when people go like, oh, it's easy, man, to install the thing. You just got to open up. I'm like, dude, watch the video of me cracking my eye, Mac. Like, I will never again, never again do things myself. But look, this is uh, ridiculous. We got to wind down. All right. Lovely to have you guys here again. Thanks for having us. Well, we'll do a proper video thing like next time yeah, you're yeah. in town. Do you guys want to just have the last word? You guys are both standing and looking down at me like I'm an ant. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I have nothing to really to do like a proper. Thanks for you're, thanks for having us. Well, it's always nice to see you guys, and and obviously uh, you, you, I love your music, and uh, it's fun to to see you perform. And thanks for uh, coming to coming to Toronto again and visiting. Yeah, yeah. we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll I know. Be back. Well, once I get sincere, it gets really weird. We'll be back. Cool. Ciao, man. Bye bye. Right, and that was my conversation with uh, Le Matos from uh, the Velvet Underground, and I got to meet uh, Computer Magic, and that was fun, and I hope you enjoyed the show. So tune in next time, and uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth, man, and lady, <laughs> my two listeners. <laughs> Seriously, though, have a great weekend. And uh, come back next time to Beyond Synth, the best synth music chat show there is. We talk retro, we talk synths. Not sure why I'm trying to turn the catchphrase into a fucking sentence. I need an announcer to do the catchphrase. Like, it should be another automated thing. Mm, Another thing to add to my list. Fuck's sakes. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash beyond synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day. In economic news, unemployment figures rose slightly for the month of October with declines in the Dow Jones and NASDAQ. The reason for the sudden downturn? You guessed it. Frank Stallone.